February 6, 2023. Welcome to episode 83. 83 of Stop Skeletons from Podcasting. Hey, I'm Derek. It's me, Uncle Derek. Welcome. And I'm producer Grace, a.k.a. The Deuce, a.k.a. your resident uh, ditto appreciator. Yeah. Oh, I'm yep. so excited because Derek. Oh God, here we go. Come gave, on. Yeah, I know. You just I. How can I not talk about I this? this? You just Derek, like right before the podcast, oh, Derek, stop. like surprise gifted me a I don't even know. It's not even life size. A <laughs> like a four foot tall beanbag of ditto the, po- the, the pokemon, pokemon. The pokemon I, I, people know who ditto is okay just, just people sure. they know they know i am so excited i like immediately just like late i've never had anything like this before and i'm just like ah! so I'm, I'm very excited as you guys probably know since you're basically stop skeleton super fans I love uh, plushies and I kind of have a rotating collection that we use on the set. So get ready for the ditto plushie to just be in every single video for the all time. (laughs) Yeah. So excited. Uh, The worst thing, though, is I immediately got (laughs) I was making chocolate chip cookies and I immediately got chocolate (laughs) on the ditto. A little smudge of chocolate. Just a little. This is why you got to have to go pens or whatever the tide mm-hmm. pens yeah we have the we have pa- we just tied pads in case you oh, have yeah. a random ditto related crisis in your life just <laughs> right away it was fine yeah so i'm th- I, I, thank I, you I derek kinda, yeah kind of you nailed hey, it welcome uh, i kind of panic bought it because you know the valentine's day is coming up and uh on the website it said like 10 to 14 business days and i was like oh man that might be like right on it you know that might be I, I was expecting it to really come like next week, but it came on the Monday here and it's early, and, which makes it even more of a surprise because we're like a, a whole week in front of Valentine's Day. Well, then you get to just well, you can't sit on it for a week. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. A, a very Valentine's Day edition of Stop Skeletons. Also came, it came in a stupid big box. There's like I couldn't no way I could hide it. That was the weirdest part was like you you just like walked in. <laughs> With a box that's like three times as big as you, <laughs> and I was just like, "What?" It was basically a, ref- it was a refrigerator box. Be? That's what you I because you you had told me you had gotten me something that I always wanted or something like that, and I was just like, I was so scared it was the like mini fridge from Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> no, because actually, I was just friend, like, "No." A friend of ours had one, and uh, she showed it to us, and it's like that thing is such a piece of shit. Like it's uh, the, the 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 Xbox One fridge, the Xbox, oh, sorry, Xbox Series X fridge, apparently like can only be, should only be on for like thirty six hours or something. No, like that. it's twelve hours. <laughs> it can't be on for longer than twelve hours. And I think she had a repair <laughs> Which is because an like instruction it, it, on it, the like, box, it, it broke or something like that. No, it was, uh, yeah. No, you mentioned that you wanted to get that. They, they they it this plushie. They also come in a Snorlax, mm-hmm. uh, uh, variant which. I almost got because like everyone loves Snorlax, right? No, she wanted Ditto. She wanted she wanted the Ditto. Get the Ditto. Come on, love Ditto. And um, uh, yeah, when when I think you know it came out on Twitter, I was like, hey, look at this like gigantic beanbag that you can get. Uh, And it was like I think it was sold out immediately, and you were just like, man, that is so cute. I want it so bad. Um, And uh, this must have been about a year ago. And I just I saved I saved the link (laughs) in a note. Oh right, don't you have a note of like things Grace says she wants? Yeah. That's, I, I kind of have like a, I kind of have like a big <laughs> long ass note. This is like a bunch of random thoughts and things and write grocery lists and mm-hmm. other stuff. And I was going through it and I popped in there and I was like, oh, you know, I got I think it was like yeah, two or so weeks 
three weeks or so uh, before uh, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just happened to click on the link and it was in it was, it was for sale. And I was like, I have to do it now because if, if it's going to get here in time. And it came well, really early. So. Expect to see a non-binary polyamorous king in a video near you coming very soon. Yeah. I'm very, very excited about it. And um, Spin Dash says, I'm envious of the people that have room for life-size Pokemon plushes. Me too, because yeah. we definitely don't have room well, for it. Yeah, we talked about <laughs> That's the, the hard thing is I'm like, where am I going to put this? Yeah, we talked a little bit about this last time. Like, you know, hey, we, uh, we did sign uh, the lease. We're going to be around for at least another 12 months here in this spot. So we're not moving anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so seemed like a good time to get there because I couldn't get this for you right before or during a move, right? The time, The timing seemed right. Um, and uh, yeah, I just... Well, it was very yeah. sweet. I appreciate it very, very much. Though I am a little horrified at it just because it, it feels... I'm, I'm very honored. I don't think anyone's gotten me a gift so impractical and so unexpected before and i, <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it and also i was i was it was 50 50 you were going to be like a little mad at me for getting it because <laughs> it is yeah. very impractical but like yeah you know it's uh it kind of reminds me of sometimes we- you gotta just take a chance and just d- jump in the hole just yeah. like james from silent hill yeah too. exactly <laughs> silent hill 2 style and Pokemon did. I don't know how you th- threaded that line <laughs> just to connect woo. the Silent Hill 2 Historical Society with Pokemon. I made the cookies with dark chocolate. So I've just, I made cookies before this. So I've just been yeah. like, I'm I'm like riding off of a char- dark chocolate caffeine high oh, right wait, now. Oh wait, you want to talk about the, 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 the controversy. Capital T, Whoa. capital C um, controversy. Y- yes. With, with Trader Joe's. Oh. Uh, and the chocolate chip situation. I, I think I've been... I, I got really excited because I found I'm a pretty big chocolate snob. I only like dark chocolate, chocolate chips. And this is hella domestic life, by the way. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> this is how we start our podcast. Man, I guess. the I I found like dark Trader Joe's, which I like. I feel like they're pretty affordable. I like getting certain things there. Their gluten free situation has been a, oh, a huge a life, thing for me. Yeah, life yeah. Send, or a lifesaver. But anyway. They in their baking section at the very bottom of the the aisle, like literally like in the place where you can't see. So maybe I've just never noticed it before. They now have dark chocolate chips. And I was so excited because they were only like a dollar fifty for a bag, which is insane. Or like three three dollars, two dollars? No, no, it, it's cheap. Maybe like two dollars. Something like that. But yeah. I am because I don't buy other chocolates or like pay, I I've I budgeted our little grocery list. I usually get myself like the the really fancy chocolate chips, like the five dollar bag, mm-hmm. and like Ghirardelli or something. Yeah, like, that. like the Ghirardelli, like, the guitar, the whatever. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a whole thing. It, I'm I deserve it. Okay, anyway, <laughs> these. So we found these chocolate chips. I'm pretty sure that they're just like Ghirardelli, you know, repackaged or whatever. And it was so cheap, and I got so excited. And then when I was making cookies today. I realized these are 10 ounce bags of chocolate chips. Get the fuck out of here. These are, I've been shrinkflated. Joe? Joe? More yeah. Like traitor Joe. It, it really was a traitor Joe moment. Mm. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm, the mm-mm. the shrinkflation's out of control, man. I'm, That's how they get you. They're like, oh, it's cheaper, two ounces less. In this economy, really, Joe, you gonna do me like that? It's it is it's pretty upsetting. How about we trade? How about we trade fists, boy? <laughs> it's an extremely I got hands for you, Joe. You know, first world problems 
kind of situation. <laughs> but it's one yeah. of those like, if this is the worst thing that happens to me today, you know, it's still a good day. Yeah, that was, <laughs> it's still OK. It's it's fine. You know, they're cookies, so they're they're still good. But I, w- I was a little disappointed. I, I did. I did have some of your cookies. I had your gluten filled cookies. I still I have a few. There and they're extra gluten because they were ma- I made them with bread flour. I still like. I'm trying to find a little bit. Oh. my ultimate chocolate chip cookie recipe. So if anyone has one. Please feel free to email it in stuffskeletons at gmail.com because I'm I'm floundering. I mean, not to get ahead of ourselves, just, but like, you know, yeah. uh, somebody asked about the plants. We can also have like a recipe section of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> here's what and I'm then next. I can be like, hey, I've been listening. Here's the music I've been listening to. Yeah, sure. You know, no. Evil Empire by Rage Against the Machine is probably my favorite album of theirs. I think the production was the just best on that one. So much Rage yeah. Against the Machine over yeah, the I last think, couple I think, weeks. I think uh, uh, they really got like... <laughs> Like Tim's bass tone proper in uh, Evil Empire. All right. And, like they mixed it properly, and I really feel like Zach's voice was just like louder and better in Evil Empire. It's the grooviest album, I think. You know, which is an amazing transition for our next topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. a big fan of like yeah, random yeah, music fine. information that nobody on the podcast cares about. <laughs> I'm sure I'm. I I just am unable to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Which, which you know, whatever. That's that's my curse. That's my my blessing and my curse. Yeah, you're stuck. We stuck hanging around me. So you yeah, <laughs> I just absorb a lot of weird. Oh, but information we actually like had that. like a thing we wanted to actually yes, talk about exactly. <laughs> so. We, um, as you guys might may or may not be familiar, our schedule is kind of weird. We're usually the first and third Monday of every month. And then occasionally we run into a month where there's three Mondays, mm-hmm. which happened last month. And so we decided instead of like canceling it or moving things down, we decided to just do a podcast back to back, which is why we are here after only a week. Hello. Hello. And Welcome. happy to be here. And so I decided that we should have a a theme gosh theme. darn it we should have a structured podcast topic and so i went out to my local library support your local library and i rented doom 2005 yes which is the you, movie you, you that came out in 2005 you don't rent you're right i, I mean borrowed. Our, 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 it's technically our taxes pay for it but like you, you borrowed it yeah <laughs> but yeah Doom. I, the, the, the so doom I, movie. I was able to get rock. doom like they ported doom to the cinema and it's everywhere now. They can port it anywhere. And I um, I wanted to get it because I have found out that somehow I've watched this movie and Derek had never seen it. Never seen it. Well, that's not exactly true. Like, you, you'd seen part of it. Yeah, I. it's weird. Way back in my college days when uh, there were, like, movie streaming sites that you could just, like, go to. It's crazy to say out loud, but I was, like, at my university job and I just went to, like, some video site where they had movies and i was just like watching movies at school on like school uh computers but it was you know 2000 2006 something like that and um uh they had the doom movie they had but they just those the random assortment of movies mm-hmm. but they did have the doom movie and for whatever reason i clicked on it and started watching a doom movie and i watched the first like 10 minutes and i was like this looks this sucks and I just clicked <laughs> off <laughs> but i now realize the, the probably i was primed to think that because the reviews for this movie are like terrible, almost shockingly terrible. Like, it's like a ten on Rotten Tomatoes kind of a thing. Like, got a, like The Rock got a nomination for a Razzie <laughs> for this movie. For this movie, which and I, I mean, not to jump ahead, Grace. Yeah, I don't know if you had anything you really wanted to set up, but like, I, 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 I kind of, I kind of like this movie. I don't know. 
I didn't, I it's thought weird it was- to watch it outside of the context, I think, of, of 2005 and yeah. of that era. Because, I mean, this, this is actually a pretty wild swing of a movie. Like, uh, it's basically based on or heavily inspired by Doom 3. Yes, yes. Which also landed with a resounding thud. I know people love Doom 3. There, there are people out and they're there. they're wrong. No, I'm just no. <laughs> And I'm kicking them out of yeah. this podcast. <laughs> no, people love Doom 3, and that's awesome. But overall, I think people had mostly moved on from, you know, Doom didn't recapture the people who had left for, like, you know, Call ha- of Duty Half-Life or 2. Half-Life, no, especially. Half-Life 2 came out like a month later. Oh, yeah. Half-Life. And I yeah. mean... And then Doom, and also Halo and stuff like that. Yeah, know? Halo. Yeah. And there were so, like, it was... They, they kind of like dropped the bag a little bit with Doom 3. And that's because, you know, Doom 3 had a greater focus on, I guess, atmospheric horror is the best way to put it. it instead yeah. of like shooting a bunch of dudes at once, it's more about one guy at a time. But he's like, real spooky. Yeah, super small. <laughs> it's real dark. Hallways. You can't see where you are. Yeah, yeah, really dark, tall. And it's like you've like one or two dudes. Um, Yeah, I've, I've always found that. Doom 3 is just kind of dull. I don't know. I guess I've never really got... Do you ever get outside of, like, the military kind of complex area? I don't think I've ever, like, gotten to another area, if that says anything. But, like, I have att- I have attempted to play... D- I played Doom 3 VR, actually, last night. Yeah. And I'll still just, like... I, how, how was that? Fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, you know what it boils down to? I think the guns don't feel good. Just really? The, the guns and the sound effects, the way that... Just the gun played, it doesn't, it doesn't satisfying. And uh, it's it's a really, really like graphically speaking, a, a, a gorgeous and amazing game. But it kind of remi- it's actually similar to I was playing Dead Space 2 the other day. And I'm like, man, the action of this game is really good. But all the rooms are so small. Everything is just so tight and cramped. Mm-hmm. And it's like I've, they they really had to sacrifice a lot of room and space. because They wanted to have the high fidelity graphics and the environments and stuff. And, they, and both those games look good for their time. But I think they both suffer from like, yeah, it's just one hallway or an L-shaped hallway or like a big-ish room. Yeah. Um, it's like they were pushing the technology, but not in service of the gameplay. Yeah, it's and, like the well, gameplay was adapted to the technology instead of the other way around. It, it's, it's, which John Romero is unfortunate. John Romero wasn't there to craft a good game out of John Carmack's amazing technology. Yeah. it's And, and, and you look at Daikatana and be like, oh yeah, John Carmack wasn't there to craft, like give John Romero a good game with which to make this gigantic sprawling AI controlled time bending game. Yeah. Uh, like it, you look at Doom 3 and Daikatana, I know those the, the, the timeline doesn't really match up. But you look at those two games and you can just see like both those games are missing big key pieces of themselves. Mm-hmm. Even like Quake 2, I feel like I, I've never beaten Quake 2. Quake 2. Oh, really? I think Quake 2 multiplayer is a lot of fun. We've played but, man, Quake 2 a lot for the pod. I mean, the show. But always like, yeah, like the first like yeah. quarter of it, half of it. I always assumed that was eh. because we were playing with like, you know, mice. <laughs> And well, you know, like keyboards and like Dreamcast yep. sticks or Dreamcast, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess I guess you just yeah. I guess I guess back it. to the Doom movie. Um, oh, that's right. So I want to lay some groundwork for it in case people aren't familiar. This movie okay. came out in 2005, reportedly. I will not reportedly, but about a year after Doom Three released. Yeah, yeah. And one of the reasons why it was so late is because they've been trying to make a Doom movie since Doom Two came out. 
and yeah, the rights yeah. yeah the rights have been tied up with so many different studios it's basically always been in a like movie development hell and before it finally like landed back at universal pictures and they were able to kind of cobble something together which it is really it really feels fun. like a kind of bog standard sci-fi script kind of re-kajiggered into a doom script and then you had the rock involved so they just pumped a ton of money into it well i don't know if the rock is that big of a sell for at that time you know because this is one of i mean i guess he had done scorpion king right before this and he also did the mummy returns yeah right before this none of neither of those movies like i guess they he was definitely they did well he was yeah it's like he was very very popular uh, a, a wrestler, but he was still he was still he, he was it wasn't Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It was The Rock. Yeah, it was he was, he was credited in the movie in the movie as The Rock. Yeah, yeah. So which is very funny. So an early attempt at him trying to, to break free with this is long before I don't know. I guess the Fast and Furious movies always like the moment he became like the big household name. Like Oh yeah. I mean, um for me it was like that Tooth Fairy movie that he did. <laughs> Wait, wasn't that a Vin Diesel movie? No. However, Vin Diesel was approached for the role oh, of okay. Doom Guy in this movie, but he some, turned it down. There was some Vin Diesel movie <laughs> where like 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 a like a duck or a swan like bites him in the ear and it's and it's, it's 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 the classic like kind of kindergarten cop style. He's a big muscle meathead uh and he's got to dress up like a fairy with these, but it's like, you know, he can handle anybody in the ring can he handle these two girls, you know. Yeah. Can he handle being a father? Exactly. Uh, I thought that was a Dwayne uh, the both? Rock movie, oh, but the, the I might be wrong. Okay, the, the Pacifier? The Pacifier. Okay, okay yeah, so I remember that one. the chat's saying The Pacifier. Maybe they both did. You can't handle it. Oh, no, he did He did a Tooth Fairy movie in 2010. The Rock did. Okay. I, I can remember. So, I'm, so they, you know, they, they both did their kindergarten cop style movies. Good that for was them. his household name moment for me, I guess, <sighs> for some reason. I don't think I've even seen this movie, but it made a big impression on me. You couldn't handle the tooth. That's why I you didn't see not. it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I guess back to Doom. People don't like this movie, like a lot. It does have a 18% on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, and it... Um, the budget for this film was 60 to 70 million dollars. That is shocking to hear. Yeah. But however, it only grossed 58.7 million. Yeah. Either word of mouth or people just weren't crazy about the Doom property. It just people really weren't into this movie. But I've read on Wikipedia that it moved in another like 30 million on home video, which, you know, that puts it that I mean, it wasn't a huge success, but they didn't lose a shirt off that. You know, if you yeah, throw that in there. So, yeah, that. And, I, and I guarantee this movie was like airing on cable all over the but place. But you basically, for that, the price model, like at that time. No, yeah. I mean, and still, like, I think the rule of thumb is you need to make about twice That's always what the, the yeah, budget. It, whatever the production budget is, it's always like they spend about that much on promotion as well. So you need to make double your production is kind of like that used to be the rule of thumb. Yeah. Uh, for, for movie grosses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not great. It's not a great film. Honestly, kind of looking at The Rock's like IMDb, I think it actually kind of tanked his career a little bit for a while. Oh no. <laughs> Cuz he did Doom, he did Be Cool before this, and then he did Doom. Yeah. And then he was like on TV show. I guess he was on The Gridiron Gang, which might be a movie. Oh, he did Southland Tales after that? Yeah. Southland Tales is like this in it was the Donnie Darko guys second film and it was even more batshit fucking insane. Oh no. 
I watched a couple of reviews of it le- recently, and it, it looks like it is. That mm-hmm. is def- that is definitely a movie that for sure has a cult following now, but like mm-hmm. just looks like an absolute uh, mess. <laughs> it either he was I don't know he's been steadily working for a very long time, but anyway, anyway, I think well, we also should- let's be real. Like the Rock is like fine. He is like the poster child of mediocrity. He's fine. He he himself is not. No. The movies he does, his acting, he's very, it's like, I think there was a time when like The Rock in a movie was like, oh, that's cool. But now it's like he's in every movie and he's just kind of like the he's same. He's the same guy every time. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's actually get into the plot of oh my Doom. God. 2005. And I guess this is a your official warning. If you feel strongly that you don't want to be spoiled for Doom movie that came out in 2005 that barely has a plot, yeah. Then don't don't listen to this podcast and go go watch it maybe or just continue yeah. to live you your life in say, ignorance. I'll say That's this. Fine. I'll say this. I recommend it. It's it's a good schlocky good time. I think it's a schlocky good time. I don't think I I've, I have definitely seen more boilerplate and worse kind of action films. Yeah. Um, certainly seem better. <laughs> okay, so Doom. I'm gonna call it Doom 2005. I think that for some reason that's just like Doom the movie. Is. Doom the movie <laughs> is a um a schlocky action fic. I guess what's weird about it is from what I know of the story of Doom, this doesn't really super follow along with any like established story like it yeah it's close but not entirely and you we basically start with six different marines and we find out oh six we got it it's way too many marines yeah like in excess of <laughs> they all have personalities and they all have code names and it's, it's a lot none of their code names by the way are slayer which i found yeah. upsetting like one one of them is reaper there's destroyer destroyer what else like co- poker or something <laughs> and, and and technically the doom guy Porker? his name is grim or no his, his was reaper wait no wait that was one of the the snappy one-liners from the movie oh, okay. reaper as in grim that's right yeah. and then i held my and then applause. i promptly forgot that yeah <laughs> just in my whoosh brain. it out of your brain um the kid you know fun fun things like that yeah and so we we have guys we have a merry band of heroes. Yeah, they're all a bunch of tough, rough Marines. Yeah, which already I feel like is starting in the wrong spot for a Doom story. Like having multiple people yeah, <laughs> in yeah. a Doom story, you've already fucked up. Like we, we need to have like three characters. Next. Un- unless all those people <laughs> die in the first act and then we're left with just Carl Urban and he's the Doom Slayer for the remaining two acts. Yeah. And then I, I mean, I guess... Spoilers, that does not happen. <laughs> <laughs> that super does not happen. I guess I should mention that The Rock... Does not play um, Doom, the Doom Man. He yeah. instead plays uh, Sarge, and he's the head of the Marines. Yeah, this is because it's this does kind of follow Doom Three's story, which they did really. Doom Three went like, here's what happened between Doom Two and Doom Three: Half Life. <laughs> the opening minutes to Doom Three are just like 100 percent like just Half Life is hell. <laughs> um, and you got computer terminals, you got little walking robots, and you got people saying, "Oh, go down to there. Sarge is waiting for you. Go down here." He's oh, like those those like little 
like story explainer segments that you can just run past if you want like that yeah. kind of thing you can yeah. walk around and see things happening like you can go to the left and see this guy uh, at, in the, the medical wing and he's like well this dead body is so crazy what's going on but you're supposed to walk to the right and if you walk too close to the guy it's like a back off which is restricted area so there was an attempt at like story and atmosphere and characters and stuff in doom 3 that like doom 1 and 2 never like ever even tried really the closest thing that tried is the doom rpgs Mm -hmm. which which, came out around this time actually they were contemporary for this time yeah was doom rpg like released sort of in conjunction with the doom movie then i don't know we did a video on this we should probably know and i just forgot it instantly just all somebody in the chat is saying there is a random java phone game based on the movie like based on the doom movie like that's not real um it did come out the doom rpg did come out in 2005 Okay. So yeah, right around when this movie so came that, out. Yeah, all right. That's wild. But any, yeah, so it's, you know, it's kind of a basic story. Like they, they go, there's a problem in Mars. They have to go to no, Mars. They go to Mars. They never go to hell. No, it's never, not, never go to hell. It's and not I, demons. Yeah. It's just monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of have a zombie motif a bit to it. Like when you get, you get infected, you start turning into a monster. Yeah. Which, like, again... Th- and the monsters themselves don't really look like the Doom monsters, which yeah. is, I found upsetting. I guess they kind of look like the Doom, the, 3, the Doom 3 redesigned monsters. monsters. And you know, you know how we found out about this, Grace? How did we find out about We this? watched the special feature on the DVD oh my that God. explained it. So many special features. Which you needed, to, you needed that special feature. Thank God that special feature was there because the uh, people that ma- did the makeup and uh, did the creature effects uh, got fucked on this movie because it's so dark you can't see shit um they like, did such a good job too and i feel like that's probably where most of the budget went yeah, was towards like, no, the special they're, they're like practical creatures. effects we're gonna get big suits and it looks like everyone worked really hard and like the makeup guy had this like big long spiel about how like okay this is you know sarge that so he starts transforming he's the different phases of his transformation like this like 10 minute break the breakdown where he's talking about the makeup job he put on the rock is like twice the the, the length of the actual scene where the rock is wearing makeup yeah um it is uh a shame and i it, hope those people have a re- can, you know, hope they've continued to find work um within their respective communities because they did not get the representation mm-hmm. <laughs> their work was not shown on screen <laughs> yeah and that that's i think the worst part is it feels like this movie had a lot of great parts like you know the rock is really good as a like by by the books um military yeah. gruff man simplify you know simplify yeah. hoorah the uh carl urban ha- has a jawline is, is from new zealand he's got a decent- he kind of looks like the doomerine he actually like there's the scene where he kind of looks in the mirror before the first person you know segment we'll talk about that in a second but i was like you know what yeah he kind of has that look also he's he's a good actor and he really kind of has one of those like he's I actually thought that a lot of scenes with Carl Urban, I'm like, you're too good of an actor for this movie. He what really carried here? a lot of the movie yeah. and and the writing, which the writing is was truly awful. But the, there's also Rosamund Pike plays his uh, Carl Urban's sister who decided to become a scientist on Mars despite a tragic mining accident. 
with their father with yeah. their parents that happened <laughs> i don't know I actually it's, thought it's very it's very shoehorned there in. are a couple <laughs> scenes where they're talking about their respective jobs and kind of like you know how could you do this after dad it's like how could you do this after dad and i was like that's actually all right decent that was fine character motivation i thought they both acted pretty well and like it also meant the doom guy didn't it was it was cool to have like the main girl and the main guy, but they were brother and sister. They yeah, were, like, no, a not interest. a love interest. Yeah, I, thought that, you, I feel like Doom. That, Doom only loves <laughs> his bunny, and that's it. Yeah, uh, everything else, and he loves the planet Earth. You know, he wants I, to protect the planet I, Earth. I would not suspect a film that was just trying to be a schlocky version of Doom would think to have that interesting of a character dynamic. It's yeah. not much, but it's more than I expected. It's. A little bit better than Randy Scott, what he had in (laughs) planned. The less said about that, the better. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like Rosamund Pike is an Academy Award nominated actress now. Yeah. You know, she was in Gone Girl. I feel like she did an okay job in this movie. She wasn't. She's kind of going for like a Julia Stiles, like sort of I'm I'm snarky, but I'm cool and i'm also really competent you know yeah. but i feel like she, she didn't have much to work with to she kind of came off really cold to me and i i looked up she's done an interview since then where she kind of she says that she regrets not knowing more about doom and that, before she filmed the movie i'm not sure how that would have helped her yeah honestly uh and also there's a weird scene where like she's she's hanging hanging out with one of the, the marine guys and something that makes some kind of joke about like Oh, it's a big monster in my pocket or something like that. He makes a joke about like, I got a big dick. And she and, and like before that, before he dies, they're kind of leaning into like he was kind of like very shittily flirting on her and she was kind of into it. Like they seemed like they were there was a, that's where the romance actually was starting to blossom a little bit. It wasn't super. It was super well done. But again, it was like one little sliver of the storytelling and kind of the character dynamics that I would not have expected this movie to have thought of. <laughs> it was just a little better than I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, it's short lived and not doesn't really go anywhere. But and it, like, it also didn't add anything to the movie. I oh, really. I don't know that it added to I, 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 I added a bit. To, it made their scenes a little more interesting because it, it was because a little bit more fun. She's the doctor and she's doing uh autopsies and we're learning about how the transformation and the, the demons and all this stuff and the, the extra chromosome and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and while that's, while they're doing that, they're kind of flirting a little bit back and forth. And that's just kind of, it broke up the science jargon a little bit. Yeah. It, it, it was kind of interesting. I, I just, yeah, I, I don't I know. I think right. that you could have done the, her sciency explaining stuff in a different way without him. I, my biggest, I think, uh, queef with the movie? That's not the right word. Beef with the movie? Beef with the movie. The biggest queef? <laughs> the biggest queef. Uh. <laughs> my, my biggest beef with I'll the hold movie my tongue. Yeah, <laughs> is that, like I said before, way too many characters. Yes. Like, uh, And the movie itself is two hours long. Yeah. Which we, to be fair, we were watching the uncut version because that's the only DVD version that they released. Because too, it was two thousand five, too hot for theaters. Yeah, which we we saw three boobies in the uncut version. Yes, and and I, this I, movie I, is already rated R, so I, I assume that's what and you they know what? uncut. I think they only say the words "big fucking gun" twice. Yes, they only say the f word twice. No, they say the f word a lot of times because oh. the Rock is like, "You gotta tell me what the fuck is going on here yeah you know they they swear a lot and there's lots of gore and it's in a shooty bang bang you know it's it's definitely it it earns the r but like 
it is certainly not like the extreme heavy metal uh, gore fest that you would kind of expect from a Doom game. Mm-hmm. But then again, I think it was modeled after Doom 3, which was very much in the dark and more spooky and like... Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that like... So, all right. On your point that there's too many characters. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But I do think that they do give the characters a little bit to do. This reminds me of the remake of Assault on Precinct 13, mm-hmm. where they... You know, that movie was a, 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 originally a very simple kind of a film. The, the characters didn't need to have a whole lot of character, but in the remake, they gave a lot of them different, like, quirky personality problems and the kind of, like, there's this one lady who had OCD and she was constantly, like, had w- w- ways of coping about it, and so they're being shot at, but she's, like, reciting a bunch of stuff to, like, calm herself down. And it was, was kind of neat, but it's, like, not necessary. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just filling the world more, but that's great, but I, if it's not really in service of the story. Yeah. And so that's it, kind of what we're left with in Doom. It's like you didn't need to do this. I guess it's fine. I uh, yeah, I kind of appreciate it, but we could have we could have combined characters here like we, you know, we could have cut some plot lines entirely. Uh there's this one guy in the movie. I don't his name's like Porker or Portman or something like that. <laughs> I think it's Portman, yeah. And his his whole But Porker, yeah, yeah. Just... He he's basically his whole shtick is that I'm I'm gross horny man. Which maybe you needed to have in a in two thousand five oh, like shooty movie. There was, but it was the, so the, oh, the no, so, I, I I don't think we really need to go into it. It's just that there was some weird, yeah, okay, yeah. There was just some weird like off off the cuff things that he said where I was just like, why the fuck? What is he yeah, saying? Like this isn't funny. Yeah, is it like it just it didn't land the way that it should and was offensive, I guess, in a lot of ways. I don't know. It was. It, it took me. It was. It was like a dirty joke that kind of took me out of the movie, and I was not thinking about like, oh, this character saying that thing. It's like, why they write that? Yeah. Why they write this? It just. It was like, all right. It just. Cool. It felt cynical instead of like something that belongs in the movie. Exactly. It felt, felt like it was a studio mandate. Like he needs to just walk over and be like, "Lady, he's going to strip search you." And they're like, on all of, all the girls are like, just stand there while he says, oh, I'm going to strip search all of you. And they're just like kind of giggling themselves. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, like, no one would react. Yeah, like the, the girls are like just standing there like, all right, we have no direction. We're just going to stand here. And he's also a creepy looking dude with like big ass teeth. Oh, God. He looked and, like he should have been cast for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Like way, you know, like in the early 90s. He yeah. looked perfect for it in terms of just like Goblin Man. I mean, he might have been. I don't know. I've been uh, a while yeah. since. Actually, I should look. It's possible. I, I shouldn't tell you. Up, but yeah, I don't know. It's I guess there's not in terms of plot. There's not really much to talk about. Yeah. What's what's upsetting about it is I, I feel like, you know, we had our, our main characters are Reaper, Carl Urban, The Rock and Rosamund Pike. And none of them were like straight up evil or in cahoots with the uac or anything yeah. like that which so, would have been like this the, way more fun the spoiler is that like it turns out that not only is the rock not the main character but he's the bad guy but i thought that because i because i hadn't seen this movie before and mm-hmm. i heard that he was the bad guy it's like oh that must mean that he becomes the cyber demon at the end right he becomes yeah. a spider mastermind yep no he's just like a company man He's just a, it's so boring. He's, a yeah, he's, a, he's, he's just a Marine. He was told, hey, let's not let this zombie virus get onto Earth. And so his bad guy moment is he's like, all right, this sucks, but we got to kill everybody because we can't 
have all of Earth become zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a defensible position to me. I'm like, okay, that's not that bad. And Except, everyone's like, well, the scene and with, 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 with <laughs> the scene that they're having that conversation is when the kid comes back and he's like, yes, yeah, there's like a bunch of women and children over there. And he's like, did you kill them? And he's like, no. And he's like, you have to kill them. And he's like, I don't want to. So he kills him. And they're like, dude, why'd you kill the dude? It's like, because Semper Fi got to kill everybody. And it's like a little bit of that kind of, uh, you know, Colonel Kurtz, uh, 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 was it? Uh, Heart of Darkness. Heart of Darkness. Thank you. God damn it. Um, they kind of to- touch on that a little bit. And I think that when The Rock makes that heel turn, I think his acting is actually fine. I was shocked to see that he got a, a Razzie nomination and like people pointed out to him specifically that his acting was so bad. I thought he was fine. I think all of the actors were good in yeah, this movie. They, they, it's like, I think you know, here's except here. for maybe Rosamund Pike, but she wasn't nah. terrible. You know, right, I think that when I was reading the response to Doom, the movie, mm-hmm. I felt like it was a time before people realized that like actors hit their marks and say their lines. They don't write the lines. Their job is to take shitty dialogue and try and make it good. Or like if the motivations are incorrect or the character is kind of boring. That's not necessarily the actor's fault. That's the screenwriter's fault. That's the director's fault. Mm -hmm. And so it felt like a lot of people were like not putting the proper blame where it needed to be. It's like Carl Urban and like the most of the cast. I feel like they were doing fine. I didn't think any one of them was like the guy. Yeah, the guy's got to strip search all of you ladies. He handled that dialogue reading. I thought fine. He, the I, dialogue he played and a, was, a schmarmy sex pest, yeah. and I, I felt like a, he yep. grinned like a creep and chewed on the scenery, like he was probably told by the director to do. Yeah, I think he honestly did a great job. He was kind of maybe one of the standouts of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's very memorable. Bit of a cartoon character himself. <laughs> oh my god, absolutely. But it just really, yeah, I, 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 I feel like that was a discourse you saw on IMDb. Yeah, like 20, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think people are learning more and more like it's not really fair to, to put that <laughs> on the to put that on. Like if dialogue sucks, don't say the act. Don't give it on the uh, the actor. Yeah, it's, not, the it's not their choice. Yeah. Um, yeah, he. I. So, yeah, I think all those guys were great. So at, at the end of the movie, um, I guess we got to talk about the uh, first person scene. Yeah, the, the scene that you have probably seen if you've not seen this movie because for sh- it's been on youtube for for ages uh the fps section which is it's basically about it, 70 minutes into the movie <laughs> it's like it's no, very it's very, very deep end. into the movie it's when like it's right before the final fight with the rock mm-hmm. so it, it's like the 90 percent in it's way at the end and it I guess it's it's kind of cool. Like they're they're trying to do a one shot take of you know it's a very complicated, very highly choreographed scene with zombies running out and getting axes like thrown into their faces yeah, or you know bl- blowing up a, a a barrel next to him. The, the barrel yeah, lights on fire and he's and which is one, a fun Doom reference. I liked that a lot. At one point, a, I actually cheered when that happened. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> A video game, real video game moment. Yay! At one point, Shoot like the red a, thing. a monster comes out with a chainsaw, and then like the Doom guy just like somersaults over the monster. It's unclear. It's unclear. What's yeah, happening. the camera just kind of like goes over the monster, and the monster doesn't like try and like take the chainsaw and cut him in half while he's in the air. Um, because he's Doom. Because he's Doom guy now. It's, it's fine. It's neat, 
and I'm sure it was a ton of fucking work. Uh, it is so dumb. Apparently, it took it, four months to plan, and then like I think over a week to shoot. It's so schlocky. It's so bad. <laughs> like they had to build that set, and the yeah. set looks so bad. And the, it's like they again clearly everybody worked super hard and they did exactly what they were told what they needed to do but like man it sucked there was a lot about the movie in terms of like the way it was shot that didn't didn't hit like it should have for me like there are some choices that were made that were not great like there's tons of close-up shots in the film when um you know a wide shot would be better or they also do that you know editing technique for action where you just do like extreme close-up shots and you have no idea what's actually happening yeah. anymore it's just like disjointed action is happening oh, yeah. there was one point where like i think uh carl urban reaper and sarge are out there doing and it's like a, the scene is close-up shot of of reaper looking around close-up shot of sarge looking around and then close-up shot of someone going Rah! and then close-up shot of carl urban going run fall back and it's like I don't know where that. Where's the zombie? <laughs> where's the zombie? Like literally, like, where in the you room could have are we? just What's put them, like stacked them on the screen, like they were the Brady Bunch, exactly. like with how disjointed <laughs> all of it was compared to the actual space. Yeah. Like I was just like, I have no idea what any of this is, and it, it's a shame because a lot of the the monster work is like practical effects. It's dudes in suits, and yeah. it's which is fun, and it's like real pulsing prosthetics and. All of this crazy stuff. It seems like they worked. It seems like they've t- they spent so much money on it and they didn't light it for shit. Yeah, no, it's the li- the you cinematography and the lighting. Just ugh, such a bummer because there there really was some potential with this movie, and it doesn't quite hit that mark of like so bad it's good, or so good it's bad. It's or whatever. It's it's really just kind of in this middle. So good, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, for me, so good, it's bad would be like that. Uh, like an Oscar bait movie. Yeah, an yeah. Oscar movie bait movie for sure. Like Running with Wolves, or even um, I'm gonna get flack for Dances this. with Wolves. Dances with Wolves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, DDRing with Wolves <laughs> and <laughs> Sabering with Wolves. Yeah, you know the move Inception. Inception is one of those movies where I'm like, so good, it's bad because I, I kind of get too caught up on. Wait, actually, that doesn't. Yeah, no, I say what I think you're I, trying I, to say. I I, 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 I didn't like Inception. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept on going. What? Wait, is that? What's all? Huh? Yeah, okay, we're being ambiguous, but not in a good way for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like, but you, have, you don't have a character like the Joker that just like I would believe can magically make all this shit work. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, that's how that's how I feel about it. Anyway, it's just not quite. It's this weird middle ground, which is unfortunate. Like yeah. some, there are some high highs very low lows overall but also this is this is when uve bowl was putting out like house of the dead and alone in the dark mm-hmm. the, the guy but, who but, directed this movie also directed street fighter chun li oh yeah which i've, I've heard says is anything. terrible maybe should we watch that one next maybe i guess we, we should we have to watch both the because that's the that's the second street oh it's fighter a sequel then, yeah i mean technically, I, i've seen the first street fighter we can watch it again yeah. But, I, but I'm trying to say is that like the bar for video game movies is way lower. Um, 2005 was when some of the worst video game movies ever were coming out at the time. Uh, I think audiences were and reviewers were probably more jaded than I think they would be now about this movie because of that climate of 
people were putting out, you know, Catwoman and daredevil just truly awful date movie and stuff like, like that. you know superman or or super superhero rather um and video truly awful video game movies and so maybe yeah. the dragon ball adaptation was oh around boy. this time yeah. <laughs> the you know the wow. avatar adaptation was a little bit later than this maybe but there were i feel like that's that's the tale electra like, mm-hmm. that like a lot of really crappy Com- like but geek like, culture movies point around is, this time exactly it it got so much worse than doom yeah i've seen catwoman i've seen so, there's nothing uh, as good as the catwoman basketball scene <laughs> in doom no, <laughs> like nothing <yeah>. quite as <laughs> like honestly catwoman versus doom like i the, think the, i would lean catwoman like the catwoman basketball <laughs> scene versus the doom first person shooter scene it's close for me but it's like man that catwoman basketball i guess at that point i would say the cat one basketball scene is so bad that it's good but the fps scene in doom the doom movie is like legitimately impressive compared to that yeah competently well made and again it's sort of like uh you know the movie cats that came out a couple years ago that was like really bad oh my god yeah and it, and it was really bad the, the 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 thing that's interesting about that film is all of the mistakes happened at the very top. The people that greenlit this film, the people that said it was a good idea to make this film. And in, the in this but, way. The yeah. people who made the film in this way. They were the ones who <laughs> fucked up. Everybody else beneath them worked their ass off, did what they needed to do. The actors did what they could. Yeah. The CG people did, probably worked incredibly hard. Uh, like, they literally and- worked their buttholes off. <laughs> <laughs> By removing the hopefully, buttholes. Hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll know, but to what extent. <laughs> One day. But it's, it's an interesting film that like the failure is only at the top. Everybody else is just doing what they needed to do, what they were told to do when they nailed it. And I feel like that it's really similar. The Doom movie is really similar to that, mm-hmm. except there are more like actual issues in the production. Yeah. You know, in terms I do of think that like the idea of making a Doom movie. It's just a bad idea, <laughs> especially <laughs> nowadays with like, you know, if, you, if the first person segment in that game or sorry, in that uh, uh, in the movie nowadays, you'd make it in Unreal Engine and it would look about as good as real life. Mm-hmm. Or you'd make like, like a hardcore Henry. Yeah. Like just go all the way. I kind of want to watch. Kinda I kind of want to watch hardcore Henry because or if, if, if people don't know, that is a uh, uh, an action movie that came out a couple of years ago. That is 100 percent in first person. The mm-hmm. whole movie is first person. And it's kind of like a it's a video game movie, more or less. And I heard that movie kind of lives or dies. Whether or not that that aspect, you know, interests you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I think regardless of whether or not it is actually better. I feel like just hardcore Henry is a more interesting swing. Yeah. Um, I think I just wanted to come on here and say, I don't think that I, I think, I think, I think we were too cruel to doom the movie mm-hmm. and a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, that deserves to be a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I would I say like a, 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 a 38. A, I could see like <laughs> maybe a 50, a, a 50? high 40, a 10 though. 18. I think it's 18, currently bro. 18. In the teens, though? In the teens? That's Yeah, I think that's a 34% little harsh. 34% audience? Nah, I'm, I don't see it. I don't know. I and I think... That's I not guess, the movie I watched. I thought it was mediocre, B-, C+. Yeah. Seemed way fucking worse. Absolutely. Um. Oh, actually, the version we watched 
might have been had a lot more in it than the actual theatrical release because it says here on Wikipedia that the theatrical version was 104 minutes long and the version we watched was definitely two hours. 111. It was just shy two hours, I think. Yeah. But there was definitely a couple times where I like paused. It's like, I'm going to get another drink. I got to go pee. <laughs> yeah, let's take Holy bathroom shit, breaks. we're only halfway through this. <laughs> I, I, I would think, say watch I this I said movie. on Wikipedia said that the theatrical, the, the theatrical cut was never released. What? I think I read that. I, that could be Oh, wrong. it never released on DVD. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think, well, that was pretty common at the time. Like, I remember you used to not be able to get Anchorman as the theatrical release. You could only get the uncut version. Oh, really? Well, this is something specific. My mom is a diehard SNL Will Ferrell fan, mm-hmm. but she also is very squeamish about anything like sexy or violent. <laughs> and so I'm sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, she's not anymore, but she used to well, be, an- you know what? You're, you're, you're pretty safe with Anchorman. Cause <laughs> I mean, other than when like Jack Black punts the dog off the bridge, not a whole lot of violence. Yeah. The main thing that the uncut version adds is it adds like a more like the sex scene with, you know, Ron Burgundy and Penelope Corningstone, whatever her name is, is like longer. Christina Applegate. You know, Christina yeah. Applegate. Yeah. yeah, it's like a lot longer and it has like kind of an unnecessary like song or something. I mean, extra music. Oh, is that remember. the Afternoon Delight part? Yeah, it's yeah. like they, they're like, I'm riding a rainbow. Woo. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's too. It's not that bad, but it, you know, it's not as good as the theatrical Unrated. cut. Too hot for theaters. It's kind of like don't the. Don't tell your mom about this cut of Anchorman. In a weird way. Things that are censored, I think, can be better than the original. Like, uh, for example, um, oh, the only one I can think of is Let's Get It Started by the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, that's a great one. Because it's rhythmically, it's better to say started than the word that they had originally. And there are other things, too, like... Um, oh, dude, well, Drake's first big hit was uh, uh, Best I Ever Had. Yeah. But the the original version is you the fucking best, you the fucking best. But the the clean one is you the you the best, you the you the best. I think that's way better. Yeah. And it's way better. I think so, too. Also, like, ludicrous, like, get back, motherfucker. You, I think, get back, get back. You don't know me like that. It's a way better hook. Yeah. Way better hook. Absolutely. There, there's a lot of examples like that in music where I feel like it improves the song in movies usually the theatrical version is better like i've rarely seen an extended cut of a movie and thought yeah it should have been like this uh i've seen the r-rated cut of dead alive peter jackson's dead alive uh-huh. or brain dead if you're uh, in other parts of the world and uh it's like a cleaned up cable tv version it's in- it's so cleaned up it's terrible. The R version. The R-rated version. The, the okay. Fucking, we've only seen the R-rated version. But fun fact about that movie, <laughs> uh, Peter Jackson's Dead Alive. Fun fact about that. That movie is insanely gory and violent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a slapstick film that is brilliant and amazing. Speaking and that, of practical effects. Yeah, when that 4K release comes out, like, I cannot wait for that to come out. It's one of my... It, that, is, that might actually be my favorite horror movie. Um, but... The, the the cut that's actually out there right now is technically a, a censored cut. There are a cu- couple of small scenes that Peter Jackson himself removed, and he prefers that cut. Mm-hmm. I believe it's like a, a German or like a Swedish version or Italian version of the, of the movie where like there's a couple extra scenes with the Nazi doctor um, and the zombie baby. The zombie baby. Yeah. Um, uh, I believe it's it's like literally 30 seconds non-consecutive, right? Um but uh, and you can see remnants of those scenes if you really look for it. Um, but 
technically the censored version, the cut version. That's Jackson's preferred version. Yeah. Preferred cut. It's, and there's I mean, no shortage of like crazy gore in that movie. So it's like not like you're missing anything. It was such a huge selling point in that mid 2000s era. Yeah, it was such bullshit. Yeah. 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 I remember I've actually someone um, in the chat mentioned that they prefer the extended version of Terminator 2, which is funny oh. because that's the only version I've seen and that it's a great movie. But I remember talking to you after the after we watched it and just being like, you know what? That was great, except these are the parts that I felt like dragged on too long. Yeah. And you were like, yep, those are you literally every, just named yeah, every single na- thing. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't in the theatrical like cut. Like the theatrical cut or the extended cut of Terminator 2 is cool because there's more story to it. Yeah. And that's an amazing science fiction uh, world. But the uh, yeah, all of the scenes that they add are not necessary. Mm hmm. That that film is so, but it's fun. Like if you're a fan of the series, it is fun, and none of it really drags the movie down in a huge way. No, it's still, but like maybe still like the greatest action movie. It's, it's. Oh wait, one. Okay, I did think of one exception to the rule. Um, Kingdom of Heaven. Sure. Is a weird. That's a weird one. I think the uncut. Like there was a theatrical version and then there's an uncut version. There's and like the, two or three. Yeah, the cuts. the uncut one or the the extended version, which is like three hours long. Mm-hmm. As someone who can barely sit through, sit down for sixty straight minutes, just in general, mm-hmm. I prefer that uncut version versus the uh, okay. the theatrical version. You know, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I bet there are people screaming at us about Blade Runner. Okay, I know there's like four or five different cuts of Blade Runner. I couldn't tell you which ones were the preferred ones. Also, Dawn of the Dead. I even have the DVD set of Dawn of the Dead that has like the th- three or four different cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't recall any of the extra cuts being much better than the normal American uh, cut of Dawn of the Dead. But I'm pretty sure that like uh, the theatrical cut of Blade Runner is like the one that's like really bad. And it was like, I think Blade Runner may have been the movie that like really... Is it must Blade Runner or Alien? Another really, I think. Wait, I think Ridley Scott also made Kingdom of Heaven, but <laughs> I, I think that was where it started because like Blade Runner was a good movie, but the the unrated director's cut version added a lot more about um, you know, whether or not uh, he's a replicant and the scene where a pony just shows up for half a second or and also i think the theatrical version adds like the monologue from harrison ford that harrison ford famously hates he he, pur- he purposefully did the monologue bad so they wouldn't use it but it's harrison ford so it was still kind of good you know <laughs> he just like can't also, help like, it <laughs> prime harrison ford now he went for dude he did like indiana jones star wars and then blade runner and then back to indiana jones star wars and then and like then, you he, know like the Fu- Air Force One. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that, that's a little later, but like the, the fugitive and frantic and, and regarding Henry. Side uh, side note, I am incapable of remembering the name to the movie Air Force One. I'm so shocked that I actually remembered it this time, but usually I just call it Get Off My Plane. <laughs> no one talks about that movie, though, Grace. The reason why you haven't but put wait, it in it's come up in our, our yeah, conversation. We're weird and have dumbass conversations, Grace. <laughs> Nobody else is there. It doesn't Nobody ma- else is talking about anybody. Get Off My Plane. <laughs> Um, man, so we've talked about, we spent almost this entire podcast talking about Doom and movies. Oh my gosh, and we have questions. <laughs> we have a lot of questions. We have a lot of questions. <laughs> um, let me get back to these questions. Before we do that, do you have any ending thoughts on Doom? Do you feel like we've, we've said all we need to say or, you know? 
that 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 is if 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 you think Doom is one of the worst movies ever made, I dare say you have not seen very many movies. Yeah. And I dare say you've not seen a whole lot of schlocky science fiction or horror films. Uh and you know, uh I, It's I, a deep I, well. Yeah, I'm 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 just like I'm sorry that's some basic shit. You basic. You think Doom so you think the Doom you think the Doom movie is the worst? You basic. There's there's worse video game adaptations oh out there. Oh my god. <laughs> Born yesterday. Get out of my face. Nah, that movie is fine. I, I think in the, the, the oeuvre of video game adaptations, and I would include like Spirits Within and other things like that in that canon, I would say this is a middle tier one. Like not bad, not not amazing, but it's just, it's kind of like in that, I guess like your 50-ish range. Yeah, yeah I'd slot it like below the first Silent Hill movie. Okay. Which Silent Hill movie got like, a couple of things really right couple things super wrong mm-hmm. um but like the bar was low and that's that, that was good <laughs> yeah okay and then i guess what i would say is it's sort of fun to watch even if you're not interested in doom and video game movies it's kind of fun to watch just because you get to see the rock play a villain character which you never get to see anymore he is good oh, guy funny man in every other also, movie <laughs> you get to see like a pretty skinny looking rock a like, healthy looking rock. Like, like he is svelte in like I mean, he's still a buff ass wrestler, but like, man, he has put on way more muscle. He's probably since like then. 25% of the size he is now. Yeah. Like it's kind of like wild. the opening shot is him like with his shirt off and he's got his back at the camera. And I was like, is that the rock? I can see his neck. <laughs> he should just have traps like he, his, his, he's not just a thumb. Yeah, his <laughs> ears just like just connect down to his shoulders. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, it's it's kind of wild. It's I, I worry about those Hollywood men. I know I probably shouldn't, but the the guys who are just like you know pumping drugs and pumping yeah. iron. Eating, I think I think you know, it's just listen. LeBron James is doing fine. I'm sure. I'm sure. That, <laughs> I'm sure the the steroids game has gotten much safer. Yeah, fair. <laughs> All right. Question. I'm older than Le- LeBron James, by the way. <laughs> I know <laughs> it's like something I think about all the time. Yep. Like, oh wow. Yep. Like all father time. Oh man, LeBron James so old. Like, yeah, oldest not, man alive. Not that old. Hey. <laughs> I think I am like six months older than him or eight months wow, older than him. Wow, that's so yeah. crazy to think about. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, this is a question from Picklets on the Patreon. Oh, also, you can submit questions or topic to us like we usually will post a couple days before the podcast on that patreon on patreon so but you do have to be a member of our patreon to ask those questions but you also are free to submit questions at stopskeletons at gmail.com and i will try to bring them up on the next podcast yeah i usually do I might not respond, but I do read them. Mm-hmm, yeah. and I do try to read them. Yeah, it's, we only got so much time for the questions. All right, so this is Picklets. Um, Limited Run is re-releasing D on 3DO and PC. What are yes. your thoughts on the relatively new phenomena of limited release publishers re-releasing retro games for their original consoles, not as a remaster or current gen port? I think it's kind of cool. I, I do wonder, like, you know, about the finance financials of it. Like, who is getting this money? Uh, is, is, yeah, because is the Kenji-Anno's who is the rights owner to D? Yeah, exactly. And but the reason why it's they're making a 3DO game again is just like 3DO doesn't have any kind of like it's much you can pirate 3DO games essentially much easier than you can, uh, you know, a PlayStation or Saturn. No, and no I mean, one's gonna try to enforce like DRM law. Exactly. On yeah, or, the 3DO. I mean, those that system might not have even had any kind of DRM. I couldn't tell you. It but, had to have. 
I, I feel like Trip Hawkins. I don't know. But... I mean, he he comes from an EA background. You know, they famously oh, don't the like Genesis and stuff like that. Yeah, people yeah. copying their things. I feel like he would have put something in, hmm. though. It's you know the. The bad thing about DRM is that it's just a matter of time. The, the the thing is, is I I well, there's a lot of bad things about DRM. Yeah, but but about D, but about D. Um, yeah, I'm probably gonna scoop it up, but I will I will say that uh uh, you know, not a huge fan of of how limited run games is kind of ran it runs themselves sometimes. I've I've bought things from limited run and it's taken like the better part of a year to show up, uh, and it's kind of frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um. They're not well, like outright shitty, which is something to appreciate. Yeah. Or it depends on how you kind of look at it, I suppose. They're not actively scamming people no, or anything. Yeah. Like they're delivering products. They're delivering, you know, some quality. It is weird that like the, the Dead Space remake came out and Limited Run got the rights to, to distribute the Dead Space remake. What? Yeah, really, it, I, it takes such a long time that it's kind of like, why do you guys announce things so early? Yeah, it takes you a know? long time. They, they def, it's not, here's how it used to be. Um, it would be like, we're only printing 500 of these. The first 300 are going to be available at 6 o'clock in the morning. The other 200 are going to be available at noon. What kind of thing, right? And I would set my alarm and I would get it. I would go in there right on. And I, because I didn't have a bot that did it for me, I guess I would hit buy, go to my cart, Go to checkout, and by the time I like put in my password for PayPal, it's like, oh, sorry, it's sold out. Like somebody yanked it out of my my shopping cart, mm-hmm. um, and that was really frustrating and upsetting. And then shortly, if like a few months later, I went to Portland Retro, and I saw. I think I wanted to get the uh, the, the I wanted to get Night Trap, and I saw at least a dozen copies of Night Trap all over the place. I saw people that I saw booths that had like two or three versions for sale. And it was like, oh, that's what this is. You're making a hundred of them, but you're like Ticketmaster style. You're selling them straight away to like the scalpers, and mm-hmm. then you're actually you're you're printing five hundred, but you're n- not being very honest. And now they do you know pre-orders, so they they uh, have you know you can you have three months, two months to buy it, and you'll get it later. Uh, but every time I've done that, you know, I think I bought Dusk and Doom sixty four, and both those took like at least nine months. Yeah, I think they have a transparency problem. <sighs> I, I, I think that's like, what I'd call it because it's like, are you a small company that needs to take this long for manufacturing because you're, you know, you're all the big dogs are like muscling you out or are you available in Best Buys across the world? Yes. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's kind of, there's this like liminal space where I'm like, I'm not sure how I should be judging. And then they have, then now they have pop-up stores where it's like, oh, suddenly we found a bunch of stuff in our, in our, in our, in our a bunch of stuff fell off the truck, you know? Yeah. And it's, so there's, that that lack of of transparency and, and honesty kind of does bother me, but fuck man, they they put out some stuff that I've had to scoop up and the three DO special edition of D, the packaging looks pretty cool and it comes with the three DO original and also the, the special super ultra mega double that director's cut that he hand delivered. Kenjiano. Kenjiano hand delivered to Japanese uh, uh people uh back in the day, like that's pretty cool. I don't know that the the version that eventually came out on Saturn and PlayStation in America is that much different than that special edition. Um, but it's, I mean, I love that game a lot. I own it on, I already own it on 3DO. Shouts out to my, my friend Ben. Shouts to Ben Hall. He gave me a copy of D for 3DO years and years and years ago. I've never had a 3DO, but I still got that disc, man. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited, but I, uh, yeah, I've got some conflicting thoughts about I'm going to run games. 
Yeah. The in terms of actually putting things out on for the system they originally came out for, it's cute. <laughs> it's my, cool it's my legally opinion. Get away with it, yeah. I, I think it's kind of cute. It's not for me an essential because I I feel like if you're the kind of person who's buying this game off of limited run, you probably already have a relationship with this game and can play it otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, it, I mean, it's I don't like, think it's like super essential. If you want, if you want to play Kenji Anno's D, it is on uh, GOG and Steam for I think five dollars or less. It goes on sale all the time. Uh, they have. Those versions have been available for years. This game is no longer uh, that obscure. Yeah. Okay. So moving on, we, we got to kind of speed run these questions. Oh, shit. You're right. Uh, from Sputnik uh, on that D train, that D thought, have you ever, or would you rather get a full PC remaster of either D2 or Enemy Zero? You can only pick one. Well, Enemy Zero already came out on PC, so I choose D2. But did it get a remaster? No, it need a new remaster. No, you're, we're talking about a remaster. Um, man, I don't think you can remaster a game like D2. Got unlimited budget. We can do whatever we I want. I don't think that's not why that game's good. So it's got to be Enemy Zero? I think it's got to be Enemy Zero because I feel like Enemy Zero is the game that I would trust anyone to be able to do again. D2 is so fucking weird. <laughs> so weird that I just don't believe that there's a person, rest in peace to Kenjiano, I believe there's a person alive that could, that could ever redo, that could ever do D2 again. Remake or otherwise. All right. All Maybe right. somebody will. Pro- some someone could prove me wrong, and that's that'd be great. What but if like, they I do a remaster, or remake of D two, and then they add in like the original plot of D two, like just somehow? Oh, like, it's completely. You, you were playing as your son in a castle. It it's. Was, I know it's, it's super super different, but maybe it's like on TV or something when you're running past something. I don't know. No, it. it Grace, it's, it's in the very beginning of the of D two on the plane. Uh-huh. That footage is playing on the TV. Oh my god, it's plane. already it's doing already it. There. Yeah, oh yeah. my god. I forgot about that. Yeah. Holy crap. Okay. It well, was it was the in flight movie. <laughs> I guess I'm, I'll turn in my my badge and gun and yeah. <laughs> right and I, I need to sit down away. and play that game again. And I, I know you've wanted to play it for a while, but like yeah, D two is a flawed masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! What a what a game. All right. So we got a couple of video questions about video topics, um, but before that, I'm going to talk about. Uh, Blake is asking, have we heard of Pizza Tower on Steam? It is inspired by the Wario Land series. Oh, no, but yeah, I love that no. Wario Land. Yeah. Derek, wait, Derek's wait, been busy wait, playing. Wario Land or Wario Where? Wario Land. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's, yeah. That's also good. Not quite as exciting. But no, <laughs> yeah, no I have not heard of it. We, I'll I think Derek's been busy playing Resident Evil 8, and I have been busy playing Slay the Spire nonstop and yeah. baking chocolate chip cookies. So we have, <laughs> we're kind of like set for mm-hmm. a little bit with also, our Resident our Evil 8. Resident Evil 8 on an Xbox Series X uh, runs and looks a lot better than it did on a vanilla PS4. <laughs> turns, turns out. Yep. I believe it. Okay, so this is from Joel. I would like to know if you guys have any plans on doing another How the West Was Worse video. Uh, they are pretty interesting. Yes, we really we actually talked about a couple topics today. It took a long time to think of good topics. Um, we really not only did like we did the Street Fighter, uh, Capcom Street Fighter and Final Fight videos back to back to back. We thought that that was going to be just one video. And didn't Poison get her own? No, as no, no. Well? Poison became basically the back half of the Final Fight. Oh, uh, because- I thought that was like. 
poison specifically. Okay. No, that that was that. that, that See, just, as soon as we, we wrote, make a video, I forget every we detail. We wrote the about rest it. of the video, and then we struggled I mean, really, really no, hard to get the poison. I wrote. Shit right. I wrote all yes, of those yes. videos. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. Not, not even we. It's like I'm, I'm like I don't. I don't even remember. Really, those videos were so so many. Facts. Oh God! And then in the middle so of that, much. we also co-wrote the uh, uh, the video with Matt McMuscles, the What Happened episode on DMC Double May Cry. Oh yeah, uh, I was just doing so much Capcom. Dude, that at was that time. yeah. I remember like, I mean, no no shade to Matt, but like, I, I, we did a pretty substantial rewrite to that script, and I feel I can, I, I kind of almost feel like that's like partially our video. That was not just a cameo video. Oh, absolutely not. That was a a double. Wait, what are those called? <laughs> A double win. A tag team. Oh, a tag team. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, we, yeah, Grace and I definitely spent a, at least one solid day kind of punching up and changing and, and beefing up that script. Yeah. I think it turned not, out not pretty that well. Matt is, not that you know, Matt's a friend. I don't mean to, 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 to be mean to him. Oh, no, it's not. I don't think we're not trying. We're not being mean yeah, at all. Yeah. I think it's I wouldn't it was want, a lot. I wouldn't all want at once. anyone to think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have we we did kind of think of, of good uh, how the West's how the West was worse is 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 is. Yeah, so and hopefully in 2023. Yeah, that's that's the plan. Yeah, we have a big list of stuff. We haven't set out a schedule yet, but we do have a giant list of things that we have at least through March planned. Yeah, and which is only a month because <laughs> it's February. Yeah, but um, <laughs> we're if you couldn't tell, we kind of fly by the seat of our pants most of the time. So we do. Yeah, it's yeah, whatever we it's <laughs> it's really it's, worked it's, somehow. it's extremely an ADD way of doing a YouTube channel where it's like, what's the shiny thing in front of me? I guess I'll do a video about that. Yeah, yeah. And it's very... And that's why we tend to get in, like, I don't want to call them topic ruts, but we'll do something, like, variations on a very similar topic, like, five times like how the West was worse. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, I guess we'll do something else. There was definitely a time where we were, like, really known as an N64 channel and that was just because, no, we just find uh, we we have done, like, eight N64 videos in a row, haven't we? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. we gotta do something different. Like, yeah, we, like, we, we just did so much Doom. Yeah, we did three Doom year. videos in the last nine months. So, yeah. yeah. And I have, like, I have a few more that I think we could yeah. do, but it's, we gotta really pump the brakes on that one yeah well and and also like the last doom video we just did like is done better than the other two and the other two did well already so it's like (laughs) i guess we can just keep doing doom forever but i don't want to do do doom forever there there is such a thing as too much doom i mean for me creatively i think yeah i need some resident Evil 4 occasionally speaking of doom i know you've talked about this probably on the podcast a lot but we got a question from matthew that's when did you first discover doom Oh, wow. Uh, I think the shareware. I think my brother downloaded the shareware. Uh, I don't remember how it happened, but we had a one. Well, I think so the, like in 93. Yeah. The first computer that we had, a, we had a couple computers growing up. We were never really, really like a PC family, but like my mom really liked us for having school reports and stuff like that. Powerpoints, taxes, horse no, betting, like, like things do- you can do on a Famicom. Like, like Windows 3.1 and DOS. Like oh, I didn't sure. get Windows 95. Like this was like you know 92 93 we had a computer and that's why sorry i, I, I might the joke was i was listing things you could do on the famicom like oh. internet <laughs> no of course horse betting <laughs> the three main things sorry I, okay I, I think technically the first time i played doom uh was the shareware and it ran like at four frames uh and i thought it was the scariest shit in the world but i i played a ton of wolfenstein 3d and blake stone and like the first two duke nukems and secret agent and commander keen my brother used to go to uh the library 
and download games off of like uh, the BBS of the library with like big, f- like actual floppy disks. They're really the, the ones that were actually big and floppy. Um, but the first time I like had a Doom that I could really get into was the 32 bucks version. Mm-hmm. I believe it was a uh, Christmas '94. Uh, because 32x came and went, and it was cheap. <laughs> so I think it was in Christmas money I got uh 32x and Doom, um, and Mortal Kombat 2 and NBA Jam. Uh, and I played that game. As I said in the video, it's a true story. I drove was driving home from uh buying it from Game Girls. Rest in peace to Game Girls, Anchorage, Alaska. I bought Doom, and I said, "Thank you, Mom. I will never be bored again." <laughs> and I played that. I played that shit out of that game. <laughs> and you weren't wrong. Have you ever been bored since then? Man, no. Yeah. Always, I was like, I've always had, always had Doom. <laughs> but I haven't had that 32X. I got rid of that 32X a couple years later, and I've not been able to get one since. Oh, yeah. Ryan! They're, they're like, kind of expensive, and I'm always like, do I fucking need, like, $300 for this? Like, <laughs> one of these days, they're going to bite the bullet, though, and just, like, this is this is me. me yeah. T- me time. Yeah. I'm going to go big and, like, whip out the credit card and give me that boxed, fresh I'm going going big, going ham on that 32X. <laughs> um, so on a video topic, this is from Dan. Would you consider doing a past mortem on Sega Saturn? And I, as kind of the past mortem person, I would say yes. Oh, okay. I would. Um, the reason that we haven't is just because I, in a weird way, I feel like it's a story that's out there a lot. Like, I feel... Yeah. And there are a lot of times with past forum topics, I, we kind of try to focus on things that are weird and maybe not super obvious or yeah. super well, well known. And that, that's the only reason we haven't done it, mm-hmm. but it would be smart to do <laughs> the Saturn if only, you know, just to, so we can talk about how it was the thing that kind of killed the Dreamcast rather than the Dreamcast. Yeah. Itself. That, that's the, that really what it is. Like the story of the Saturn is like, it was just like the last bad mistake that Sega made that they could not recover from because the 32X, the, the Nomad, the Sega CD, uh, still having the Game Gear, um, kind of how they had some of the development situations handled. Uh, really, the Dreamcast was dead on arrival, was never going to work because Sega just could not recover from the, the Saturn. But also, I mean, there are a lot of great Saturn documentaries out there, I'm sure. I mean, like, you know, help. Shout out to wrestling and gaming. That's one reason why, like, we never thought to do a three, uh, the 3DO video, that type of thing, and you know, even stuff, even stuff like uh, uh Mino Number Nine. Um, the only reason we did Mino Number Nine, uh, when we did, when it was still kind of a, a new-ish story, was nobody had actually done a big ass breakdown because it was a pretty like, the the punchlines were there, but the actual nitty gritty of the story was actually kind of a lot of work to figure out. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, just when I think about the Saturn interesting story but there's a reason why we did the engage and the zebo you know first yeah and even like the uh, xbox one was another one of those things of like yeah people like people remember the xbox one being bad but there haven't been a lot of contemporary videos that i think that's why we really kind of pulled the trigger on that because we had so much success with you know the uh connect and uh red ring of death videos so we just, like, we'll, just keep well going the real that. thing is but, is that we fell into an xbox topic hole yeah which yeah. <laughs> is that like was, I said, that's something we do a lot. <laughs> another rut we fell into, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I also do, I do, I think I got really excited about it when it was like, oh yeah, like all the videos that talk about Xbox One 
like came out in 2013, 2014, mm -hmm. you know, in the middle of it. Uh, and, and, and one of the most common comments we get from that video is I for I was there for this and I forgot how bad it was. Yeah. And kind of us oh. researching Xbox One was like, oh, my God, that's right. I fucking forgot. About this. Just mind blowingly yeah. how how all of it. Such a disaster. Yeah. Um, okay. And then this is from Tuna. What are your thoughts on alternatives to YouTube, such as Nebula? Nebula. And Derek, Derek's been Nebula. around for a while. Never heard of you never heard of Nebula? No. I, I have. I know that. Uh, so it's, I don't, I think it's a service where you can post videos and then people can subscribe, but with money <laughs> to watch them. So it's sort oh. of like a paywall, um, mm -hmm. a way to like pay creators. I know like Lindsay Ellis, I think is very invested in it. Is she still even making content anymore? I think she's been putting stuff up on Nebula. Oh, okay. I'm not quite sure. That That's really the only way that I've mm. seen it. I remember about, God, over 10 years ago now, blip.tv. And I probably told the story before. I definitely told the story before. Blip.tv did a huge redesign of their website. And they were one of the only websites that really came after youtube and had a serious shot at coming after youtube i think they had a very long roadmap but i think that first step that first big rollout where they really just redesigned the whole thing i think that didn't quite work out for them but mm -hmm. i recall uh having conversations with some friends because at the time youtube you had to be in the partnership program to make money yeah and um that was really, really difficult to get. It was, it kind of was very similar to like, you know, getting, um, uh, you know, the, the, the check mark on Twitter. I mean, before Elon changed all that stuff, but like <laughs> to get, to get, you know, to get the check mark on Twitter was like this, like random hoodoo, like, you know, roll the dice and move the Ouija board and hopefully you'll get the blue check mark. Who even knows how it happened? That was what getting a partnership program on YouTube and making any decent money, uh, or just any money at all on YouTube was. But Blip was, you know, they give you, you, I wasn't making a ton of money, but like, yeah, it was, you know, like three, two, three hundred dollars, you know, every uh, quarter, mm -hmm. um, which I guess cost of living was a little different back in 2011. <laughs> but I had friends who were considering or maybe did move off of YouTube for a couple of years and were 100 percent on Blip. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was probably a mistake i i recall telling them like hey you should i was on both I was like hey you, you can I, what i would do is i would post on blip tv early for uh for retroware tv when i was kind of giving them some exclusivity um but i would still put stuff up on youtube and i told a friend like listen you know youtube they are still google and they're still gonna be pretty big you shouldn't you should you should diversify yeah um but the idea that that was even an option that that's that somebody could could reasonably go yeah i'm gonna take my career off of youtube and uh uh i believe they are they're still doing fine well and, and i i mean there are tons of like a uh, vjz in the chat is bringing up like vidme was one like vimeo is another competitor yeah vimeo is still around but like vimeo is a great place to host your stuff but like they don't the thing that youtube has is content all over the place well, and the way Just that they're able to share it, and we complain about the algorithm, but it is pretty decent at bringing up stuff that you would want to watch. And yeah, just yeah, like just it's the center of the video creator economy for a reason. But it is a monopoly. Monop yeah, monopolies suck, and they should. But it's weird because they are 
probably the best in terms of like um, profit sharing for creators. I, I mean, um, do we know that for sure? I mean, I, well, I, y- yeah. Because I know like Twitch has come out and said like, oh yeah, fifty percent. I don't know that. Yeah, YouTube has come out. Has I don't remember said... what the profit split is. It might be fifty. I don't remember. I mean, to be honest. Listen, but I, I mean, in terms of like when you look at people trying to monetize on TikTok, for example, like right. you know, like having things in a in a fund versus from the ads that are actually you know being sold. And that's what Spotify does as well. Yeah, like I think in terms of you know compared to things like Spotify, like Taylor Swift is getting even money Instagram you want to or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it it is YouTube is better. Um, Nebula, I just looked it up. What Nebula is is it's basically a paid service and there's no ads, so you, I guess, kind of YouTube uh, Premium is sort of like a competitor to it in a way. But they have exclusive videos from creators. But yeah, they're trying to make a premium product. They're trying to. It's like you know. Uh, no one's going to beat streaming, but like, hey, buy this vinyl record, buy this cassette, you know. Yeah. Um, but they're not really trying to compete with, the, you know, those big streaming services. And uh, I think that I, w- I wish that there was I wish there was really someplace else I could go and feel like our business would be fine. Yeah. Um, but no, I think YouTube the, is it. even if YouTube is the you know default best option, I, I firmly believe that competition is good for everybody and monopolies are not good for yeah. people um yep. i mean like a if there i wish there was a bigger competitor to youtube because you know that would just make things even if we decided to stay on youtube that would make things better for us um one example of that that's happening right now is you know tiktok came up and has kind of like been a huge splash like it's insane how popular it is and lots of you know social apps are trying to get in on this they're like you know instagram reels youtube stories but i I firmly with their stories right now well yeah like youtube's doing a huge push with the stories and they're also introducing a new profit model where people are getting paid off of ads versus getting paid from a very tiny fund um i think we've talked about this before but like you're literally getting like pennies for views on on tiktok TikTok it's terrible And I think that that is good. That's only happening because of competition. And hopefully that pushes TikTok into being more aggressive with their monetization, which will be good for creators. However, I'm kind of worried TikTok's going to get like banned in like the next year or so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I haven't looked <laughs> deeper into that story, but like I... Which would suck because the I like if that, if that, if that the competition existing. Yeah. I think that that is good. So No, competition is always good. Yeah, and I we, we were listening to one podcast that kind of talked about this, and they made a point about like um, a lot of people were upset that like a lot of these tech people were meeting with Donald Trump after he was elected, and uh, he the 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 podcaster made the point that the thing you should be upset about is the entire tech industry can fit on one table. Yeah, like all that it is that the monopolies are that huge that it's just literally all of this is controlled by like a couple people. It's it's wild yeah. to think about. And that that seems bad. That and that podcast, by the way, was um Decoder mm. with Neelai Patel, and it was an episode that came out a couple weeks ago. I don't remember the name of it, oh, okay. but it was about antitrust and which a topic near and dear to our hearts. And yeah. uh yeah, it was very, very good episode. I recommend it. Um what what's another fun fact I learned from that episode? Oh, uh it took sixty years to break apart the AT&T or the yeah, the AT&T monopoly, whatever it used to be called. I forget. That's and that That's insane. <sighs> 60 yeah. years. Wow. 
but I, I'll tell you, what, I'll wrap it up with this and say that, um, you know, the the reason why we've been able to be around for as long as we have is, uh, you know, YouTube has always been a very fickle thing. Uh, we do get money on YouTube, but it has never been consistent. The Patreon has always been there. Um, we would not have. Uh, listen, we say all the time the videos, but I really do mean like just just black and white raw financials. We would not have been able to continue pay continually pay our rent if we didn't have Patreon. Mm -hmm. Patreon was something that was it was the one thing for us that was always solid. Yeah, we got brand deals here. Sometimes YouTube revenue was up. You wouldn't have always. come back from happy video game nerd if it wasn't for Patreon. No. Like if Patreon didn't exist. The world would be very tough. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know. Yeah, because I remember seeing a lot of people were using Patreon and Norm got back on. He, he took a break with the gaming historian. And he came back big time in 2014, I think, uh, maybe even earlier than that. But like, yeah, seeing him and a lot of other people like jump on there and it was like, oh, they're making like tens of thousands of dollars. I don't even need that much. I just need a couple thousand dollars. And it took us a while to get to that point. But like, it really was that. Um, Yeah we had youtube is the only place really where we can kind of have our channel and grow our channel but financially there were other options for us mm -hmm. um and you know hey we launched the patreon in 2015 and it is it's it's uh we worked our butts off to get here and to stay here but like i mean hey it was it was always there mm -hmm. so uh that's at least there is that option okay I think we got we got a couple more questions left. Oh, so couple more. I figured, I figured that was the last one. No, let's. We got a speed run. Oh, okay. um, this is from Bleeding Plaid. Could could would a voice command game be a possible topic for SSFF Wait, one? Say, say again. Like a voice command game, like oh yeah, like something like Odama or mm -hmm. the example they give is Lifeline. Lifeline, yeah. Oh, people have asked about this a lot. I think. And I mean the connect, lots of connect stuff. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> kind of falls into that oh, category. No. no one cares about that shit. <laughs> um, I I would answer and say yes. Have we made a plan for that specifically? No. We do have a general plan that we want to cover the iToy probably some point this year. But like I said, we really only have like March plan. And also we, we have a we have like a, a, a big master list of all ideas that's like 10 pages long. Just. It's it's been I mean, we've had one for like you know probably that list is yeah. it really depends on if we up. see the shiny thing at the right time mm -hmm. if it if it comes out I'm I wish I could promise video topics happening at some point but I've learned you know that I really can't because <laughs> sometimes yeah. things just happen yeah all right and this is from Jordan what's a bad game you would want to see remade given a second chance at Derek you go first a bad game to be remade um. Let's see. That's a good question because I, I think that like most remakes like are always of games that don't need to be remade. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, I think Co-Veronica is really good, but man, you could take another crack at that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to let you do one more answer because we really got to speed yeah. on. Splatterhouse 3. Okay. Yeah. The And that's the... The Genesis one that was more kind of oh, open world. It was I thought a brawler. You... I mean, you could also make that argument for Splatterhouse, the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3 era game. That's perfect. <laughs> the voice acting's pretty perfect. I yeah. don't think you could make that better. <laughs> All right. I was going to say Billy Hatcher. It's Word. Like, yeah, yeah. That game could be so much better. There's so much potential. So many cool things. You know things. what? Boy in this blob still could be better. Boy in this blob, <laughs> like that, that game was not as cute as it should have been. Uh... I kind of I kind of made a joke in a video 
about Boy's Blob kind of yeah. being a very me- mediocre. People, a lot of people, people are, are out there for that game. Like, it's got a hug button and that's it. <laughs> but oh. at the time, there weren't a lot of hug button games. I guess so. Yeah. Like there, what was there was friendship on Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> Was, that was the closest thing, probably. And and Hello Kitty games and like, yeah, that's all you got. Okay, I think I've gone through most of everyone's questions. Um, if I missed your question, I am sorry about that. There's one last one from Grant just asking for a plant and Pikmin update. And uh, the update with the plants is, is that the great November water, water-er, yeah. all of the water the, that the happened molding. in November. Yeah, um, that kind of... Some things kind of dropped off of my to-do list. You know, some I kind of let some thing, things slip. I think I lost like 10 plants during oh, that time. Man. And also now that it's getting a significant colder, amount of plants. Turn, turn the heat on and like... Yeah, winter is always a tough time because the heat, the way the heaters are situated underneath our windows, um, you know, fuck baseboard heaters. Yeah. <laughs> Get them out of my life. Uh, it, I tend to have like a tough like... Plants need extra attention during that time because everything becomes a lot less humid. Things get too hot. Yeah. Things burn and die. I, I've lost a few things. The most, the saddest thing that I've lost is uh, my carnivorous uh, pitcher plant. That's the thing I'm probably the most heartbroken by. Yeah. Because um, I've had that thing for like almost three years and it, it was doing amazing. And then I don't know if I just didn't feed it enough or give it enough sunlight Wait, but that's i su- kind of forgot it's succulent there's a succulent yeah, my, that my I, succulent. I, I got you for like your birthday in like 2015 my it, first plant yeah basically it, it had been living it had been gone through so much and it finally just kicked it yeah you know? and it was uh because we were we, someone was house sitting for us and they turned the heater on too high yeah and it that it was toast after that unfortunately which is really sad, but I had propagated it beforehand, so it does survive in some way. Okay, form. all right. So, yeah. uh, what else? Oh, Pikmin. Pikmin's doing fine. They they launched the Valentine's Day event today, and the stickers are ugly. <laughs> so I'm very sad. Oh yeah, the the Lunar New Year just happened, and I was able to uh, scoop up all the uh, uh, my shiny Pikmin for that. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that more stuff happens because of Pikmin Four. You know, maybe there'll there'll be some more interesting things happening. The game's steadily getting better. Sorry, I say game with implied mm-hmm. quotation no, marks. There, around there it. are some quality of life improvements that you're like, why didn't you have this day one? What the hell? Mm-hmm. But it's uh, still going, yeah. I I tragically did not hit my step goal for last year. I know I talked a lot about that on the podcast, but I a, just was... missed it. But it was no, you missed it by literally like uh, like a hundred steps. Yeah. Uh sad but you know that happens into the year that's but we're that was, sitting a lot more than that normal was still during vast, that part of the year a vast improvement from the previous year though so you're still year over year improving your and didn't yeah. you move that goalpost again in the middle of 2022 because yeah like, i originally i'm already gonna crush it so i'll push it for I know, away. and anyone who you know works a job where you have to stand a lot or walk a lot you know cover your ears because it, this is a little embarrassing but i i had set it for like 4500 steps a day for mm. that was my original goal and then i did bump it up to five thousand after you know it became clear that i would hit the 4500 but didn't didn't get to five thousand so that that's this year this year i'm trying to do 5200 that's my that's my goal yeah but yeah th- things are things are going good thanks for asking and everyone thanks for hanging out on the podcast once again we record on the first and third 
Mondays of the month, and mm-hmm. then we publish on the following Wednesday. And as so a, you and, and like really right now we're set up to be like a podcast every two weeks until we get to May. It's working out that it's just like four Mondays in February, March, and April, and then May is going to muck it all up. <laughs> but really, first and third Monday, or just every two weeks for the next three months, man. Yeah. So our next podcast is going to be recorded on February 20th, which is President's Day in the United States. Yay. I hope you have the day off if you yeah. are in the United States. Yeah, yeah, sure. You can hang out with us. And thanks to everybody who has joined in in the Patreon Discord chat. Yeah. For everyone who is listening afterwards, thank you so much for your support as well. And and also, especially people who aren't on the Patreon and are listening, because this is, you know, free for everybody. So thank yep. you for hanging out and just just being around, supporting yeah, the show. Thank you. Just That's thank great. you for being. Yeah. Being around. We appreciate it. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this discuss- slightly chaotic discussion of Doom 2005 and all the other stuff. Let me know if you well, want more structured you know what? topics. If you're not new, you know what to expect. <laughs> and if you're new, yeah, this is about what it is. Yeah. There, you know, this this is it. Mm-hmm. Uh let me know if you are interested in more movie reviews or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever we did. I, I, that I'll would see. be fun. I think it was fun. I can geek out about movies or music or games. So yeah. I'm down for it. All right. And I think that about wraps it up. Remember to subscribe. Rate, rate five stars. Email us. Follow us on MySpace. Uh, yeah. And support. Sh- and dig, dig me. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to dig me. Uh, hit me up on ICQ or whatever yeah. it is. Uh, upvotes. And then write me a. We'll post send for me, upvotes. Send me a postcard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. And have a good night. Good night. <laughs>